Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is your Craft Heads co-host, Alex, with a quick update before the episode. So Tommy and I recorded this on October 6th. Terribly sorry for the delay. Uh, We mentioned that Tara and I were getting married that coming Saturday, and sure enough, we did. A sincere thank you to everyone who was able to attend the ceremony and reception on the most beautiful day of our lives. And I wanted to share a quick thought before the episode, while Tara and I were on our mini-moon in Miami Beach, which was incredible, I was reading Life Without Principle by Henry David Thoreau, among several other of his essays, uh, by The Pool. And I read one particular line that struck me as insightful in regard to the conversation that Tommy and I had about the social dilemma and social media in general. So I'll just read that single line without any of my own personal context or interpretation of what it means, and maybe it'll be a little bit of food for thought as you listen to this episode. We should treat our minds, that is, ourselves, as innocent and ingenious children, whose guardians we are, and be careful what objects and what subjects we thrust on their attention. Enjoy the show. Oh, hey, everybody. This is the Craft Heads Podcast, episode 113. This is the podcast where my best friend, Alex, and I bullshit on the air, and we introduce a new alcoholic beverage to you. Tonight, it doesn't really look like we're doing much. I mean, I am not drinking for reasons that we'll explain on a later episode. Uh, Just know I am in pain. Lots of pain. Physical, not mental. Physical pain. Claire is still with me. Physical pain. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Alex, what are you drinking tonight? Um, yeah, just reiterating, we have a podcast. Sorry it's been so long. We record every once in a while. That's the new rules. <laughs> it's been real crazy. Tara and I are getting married on a Saturday. Tommy's in pain. It's been a lot. Yeah. I am drinking uh, Scofflaw Brewing Company, which is one of our favorite Atlanta breweries. They have a Tahitian lime hard seltzer. They've got um, a hard seltzer lime yeah. with a bunch of different uh, flavors. And Tahitian lime's one of them. I know they have a grapefruit one. They got a black cherry one, of course. Five percent, sixteen ounces, hundred thirty calories. Not bad. Um, why I, does every Why does every brewery that makes ciders have to do a black cherry one? Black cherry's like not my flavor of choice. Yeah, do what I love about Monday Night Brewings is they have like wacky flavors. Even if they ultimately like taste like everything else, at <laughs> least they were they went out on a limb and they're like, oh, let's call it something other than black cherry. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I actually completely forgot that we needed a drink for the podcast, and I just happened to be drinking this. Yeah, Tommy just fucked me up in Smash. <laughs> I admit it. Now, here's the thing. I also lost a significant portion of money, which for Smash, $30 is a lot of money. Yeah. But Nor- that's a big day. That's like maybe our second most significant day. Oh, the first. First? I, well, no. What about the very first time we played? Like in me- Melee? Yeah. The- Definitely, that was that was at as much or more, but in today's Switch Smash. Mm-hmm. Is it Ultimate? Yeah. Yes. That's the most for Ultimate. But I had the best Pride night. Okay. Whenever Connor was here. Oh, yeah. That and was you, good you were in like ultra shit talk mode, and I fucked Spitta up, and it was amazing. And Connor loved it, so he's, he's my dude, and I'm just going to wrestle my laurels with that matchup because I'm feeling pretty bad tonight. Georgia Connor, not Florida Connor, by the way. Good, uh, good clarification. We do have two Connors now. Totally. Um, and speaking of us having people, aka friends, aka listeners, aka patrons, aka um, people that follow us on social media, 
I don't, I don't even know. I, I deleted all my social media because, um, well, I only had one left. But the topic is the social dilemma. Yeah. People have been talking about it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'll say this and then turn it over to you. Everybody should watch it. Yeah. And I'm saying should. Yeah, should is a big word, huh? Yeah. Um, so well, I actually didn't hear about it until you guys told me about it. And you were the first to tell me about it. And then several other people mentioned it to me and said, oh, I just watched The Social Dilemma and it freaked me out about my social media. Uh, how did you guys hear about it? Um, I, believe it or not, somebody who uses social media for his livelihood told me about it. It was Kurtz. Ah. And he hadn't watched it. He just sent me a link to a trailer. He knew it would be right up my alley. And sort of touching on what Tommy just said, you know, a lot of people watched it and they're, you know, it freaked them out or whatever. I'm not going to say that it freaked me out because what I told Tommy and anybody else that I tell about it, it doesn't tell me anything I didn't already know or suspect. It just, it communicated it in such a art, in such a, a smart and articulate and artful way mm-hmm. that it, 20 minutes in, I deleted Instagram off my phone. I was like, I hate this. It's a waste of my time. I don't know why I do this. I mean, every, every once in a while, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but like there was a period where I was completely off uh, Instagram specifically. Then I had to get, get it back for brick media because I was actually doing stuff for clients. And then I was like trying went in Atlanta and all that stuff. And it was always a chore and I don't like it. And even sometimes when I would open it and I would sit on the app for only 20 or 30 minutes, I would get like depressed. And I don't mean like, Oh, I'm comparing. No, I'm looking at like fucking cats and stuff. I would be disappointed in myself. Cause I'd be like, that's 30 minutes that are now gone. Mm-hmm. That that was a waste of your time, Alex. You would have been better off finger blasting yourself. <laughs> so I immediately got rid of it. The only thing I have left is LinkedIn, but I don't count that because that's, that's a career tool and I don't browse on it. So um, what about you, Tommy? Like how did it affect you at all? Um, if it, it did. It didn't actually at first in the very beginning of it, I was going to say pretty much the same thing you were going to say. Uh, which is, you know, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. But um, I think that, and I'll just jump ahead all the way to the end. I think one of the the most poignant things I took out of it was, uh, first of all, everybody they interviewed were higher up management at all of the social media companies. Or Facebook. were. Yeah, or, one or were. Two. Right, right, right. Uh, so, like, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google. Reddit, Google, you know, like, all of the big social medias. And, by the way, I didn't consider Reddit a social media, but now I do. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I, I always, like, called it just, like, a forum site, but at the same time, I mean, I spend a lot of my time on Reddit. They were, like, forums or proto-social media anyways, in hindsight. Right. Yeah. So, uh, back to my point, at the very end, uh, the all these higher-ups that they've been interviewing for this... TV docu-series, documentary, not docu-series, said, I will not let my children have social media until, you know, 16. Mm -hmm. Or or, if if I do let them have it, I'm going to limit their phone use to an hour a day. And, I mean, these are people that have been around this their whole lives. They've seen... They made it. Yeah, they made it. They've seen all the the statistics of what can happen to people while they're... uh, with prolonged use of social media. And one of the biggest ones, and I knew about this one, but it was reiterated in this show was that children 14 and under suicide rate since the onset of social media has spiked almost 200%. I, I, th- I think it might've been as close to 
It might be three times, like three hundred percent. It was outrageous. I, I remember seeing one hundred and eighty percent specifically, which and there is were almost, a couple age groups, by yeah, the way, which is almost three times, yeah. right? So, um, exactly, yeah, <laughs> and that is a uh, you know that's really horrifying, <laughs> and I think I think uh, one of the main characters of the like so the social dilemma, they do this interview with all of these higher ups, but at the same time they're doing this artfully acted. Um, I guess episode of like a show where it's like a chi- a drama, really, yeah, a drama with yeah. children and their families and how they interact and how social media is like a big part of their lives. But one of the characters was a fourteen-year-old girl, or you know, somewhere around that age, uh, and she was on social media, took a picture of herself, and you could tell like throughout the whole entire show, she was becoming more and more depressed or was depressed. And the only thing that was making her feel good was like posting a picture of herself that was all doctored up and all this shit. So I just, I know it's there and I know it happens and I know how big of a uh, part of our siblings, you know, the teenagers' lives, social media is, and it's really scary. Um, Back to your point about the drama part of it, Tommy, I really enjoyed. There were uh, a couple things in terms of the people who were in it. So, like Vincent Cartizer was in it, and Tara and I are watching Mad Men right now. He's Pete Campbell for any of you Mad Men watchers out there. So it was cool to see him at the same time. Who is he? Uh, in well, do you know any? Do you know any other things that he's? All in? I know of is Pete Campbell. I'm okay. sure he's other things, but he was the the three AIs controlling. The okay. Kid, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do know. He kind of looks like shit now, by the way. But yeah, he does. He never looked good. You know what else he was in? What? Was um. A Black Mirror episode. It was the oh. the USS Callister episode where they do the Star Trek stuff. I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's um he's one of the he's like the first mate. That's awesome. I'll yeah. have, I have to check that out again. Now. I think that's him. And you know something else? Um, there was it, it was cool. Two other people I want to talk about, not in relation to the drama aspect of it, but the actual documentary part, like these authors and then all the you know the the executives and everything. There was one, it taught me a lesson, like, don't judge people by how they look. Obviously, we all know that, but mm-hmm. there was one guy on there who looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he was, he's like a slovenly dude, a, a white dude with dreadlocks, and like somebody that, would I judge immediately looking at him? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I agreed with every word that came out of his mouth. Yeah. So that was like a cool introspective moment for me, just on that quick side note. And Tristan Harris, he's the red-haired guy from Google uh, he was like a, an ethical or design ethicist or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he wants to call himself. But he was a really high up dude at Google. He started a movement. People took notice of it and they're like, yeah, this is a really good idea. And then it just disappeared and nothing ever came out of the fact that he sort of, he was like a whistleblower on this, on the idea of what Google and their algorithms do and social media and Facebook and their algorithms and how they're designed to literally waste your time mm-hmm. and basically make you depressed and, and control you and influence your decisions. And I just want to go on record. I want to say this on the air. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I think Tristan Harris will die in some, quote, tragic accident. Or so, I swear to God, I seriously think Google will try to kill him. You know what? I don't so... Or have him killed. They did, and you mentioned the whole, he, he started... He st- he like made a PowerPoint that went viral within the company mm-hmm. about like how it's the 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 dangers of social media and everybody's like I agree and then it disappeared. I don't think that that was done by the higher ups. I think it's just the nature of us 
of of the entire populace. You know, we all know how bad it is, but we don't take action on it. I think that's what sets apart you and me. And I mean, actually, even me at this point, I don't feel like I'm taking enough action on my social media. I could probably delete Reddit or delete my Instagram because those are the only two I have left. But at the same time, I, I don't notice any ill effects of my, um, you know, personality mm-hmm. due to it. But as soon as I do, like that's in, and I'm hoping you listeners take this into consideration. As soon as you notice something, how it affects you, take action on it. That's that's the biggest thing. And I gotta show some love to my fiance real quick because when I met her, she really didn't have much social media at all. But like she met me and and like she felt like she could get back on social media because a lot of it was just like you know being a single person on, and on social media is way different than being taken and on social media. Um, but she got about, she, she was back on there. And, um, as soon as she noticed it was starting to make her feel bad again, for whatever reason, she got off it again. And mm-hmm. I, I give her credit whenever, you know, people, yeah. anybody credit. Some people literally can't help themselves. And what's messed up is these companies are, they're banking on that mm-hmm. and they're, they're preying off of that. Mm-hmm. And something you said just there, uh, triggered another thing for me. So one of the most poignant things that I took away from it was the part where they talked about, I can't remember the exact um, age or the number of people, but they were basically, one of them said this was the first time in human history where, again, I'm spitballing the numbers, 30 white dudes from the ages of 25 to 35 suddenly had the power to influence 2 billion human beings. Mm -hmm. And that is literally, that's unnatural. That's Mm -hmm. not something that we were ever created for or evolved for, whatever. Like, that's not, that's not something that was ever, like, in the cards. Mm -hmm. And we've gone mad in a lot of ways as as a society. And I don't think people have really changed. Like, all of our bad tendencies and good tendencies are, they're, like, relatively, there's, there's equal capacity for both of those ends of the spectrum. But, this is just one man's opinion. I think social media has brought much more harm to our society than it has good. Mm -hmm. And that's where the name, I think the name is amazing. The social dilemma. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's done a lot of great things and, you know, brought people together and you share ideas and everything. But it's, it's like, well, sharing ideas isn't a good thing if they're bad ideas. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the idea of, um, viewing something like loyalty, for example, as an intrinsically valuable thing. It's like, yes, loyalty is good, but if you're loyal to a bad thing, it's bad. Mm -hmm. So I sort of apply that logic to sharing ideas and these, you know, this unlimited amount of discourse between people who just become more and more polarized by listening only to the voices that they agree with and then just viciously dissenting with anybody who has a different opinion from them. Mm -hmm. Whereas prior to social media, like there were only so many people that you could influence and who can influence you. Right. And it's your town and like yeah. the, the, your family that, that were close to you, you know, whenever you, there might be a hundred people you can influence. We didn't, we didn't meet strangers as children. Mm-mm. You know, like we, if we did, it was a big deal. You're like, I met a new person today, but in our social interactions, we meet new hundreds of new people every single day. Yeah. And we have our snap judgments on them. And I think that's what's so dangerous about it is this this spread of, you know, uh, interaction with each other. It it forces you to violently take a side, which in some cases is a really good thing. You kind of become yourself. But in a, in a lot of cases, 
oh, I mean, the people who are sane and have a strong mental capacity say, okay, I see all these personalities around me. What is my personality? But then there's all of these people who have a weaker mindset and they see all of these different personalities and they're becoming a hundred people. It, yeah. Do you, do you it's like a hive mind. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And this is a good analogy for this is like a guy or a girl going on a date for the first time. A lot, you, you want to become the person that that person wants you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going on a date with a really beautiful woman or a really beautiful man and that person has a lot of interest and in your interest in them, you're going to kind of bend your personality a little bit to be that person. Sure. You know? And that's kind of what is happening on social media. You see all these different things that you like about people or don't like or just beautiful people. It doesn't even have to be things you like, but you're like, hey, Kylie Jenner, she's beautiful, makes billions of dollars. I want to be like her even though she might be a shitty human being. Right. So I, I don't know. There's just so many things, so many issues, like you said, that there, it, it causes more bad than good. And... and- the most trite, and you know, I'll, I'll call out anybody who says this. The most trite excuse people always say, and I hear it from nine out of ten people who just refuse to get rid of Facebook. They're like, "Oh, you know, I, I really don't have any any other way to stay in touch," and that that's just patently not true. Mm-hmm. Like, there's texting, there's phone calls. You can send emails. Is the easiest thing for like somebody who lives in another country and you don't have like a reliable form. That's not true. Mm -hmm. There is no situation where only social media serves a purpose that you can't alternatively figure out without having to use that. And it's just like, okay, listen to me. It's okay. If you want to keep using Facebook, fine. But don't tell me it's because you don't have any other options. Like, it's because you're afraid to admit to me that you can't quit it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Those are the kind of... People addicted to cigarettes. I can quit any time. No, you can't. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, that's that's the kind of stuff that gets under my skin, but I mean... Hey, one of the big guys on the the, uh, documentary said that email is what he was addicted to. He said email was the first thing. I think it was Tristan Harris. Yeah, Gmail specifically. Yeah, which is... So, email is a social media? Yeah, I I mean, and then that, yeah, that opens up a a whole different uh, can of worms, I guess. But I don't know, email is unless you're at work on a giant reply all chain, like it's, it's still to me generally a direct one-to-one interaction, or at least you can keep it to that if Mm -hmm. you want to. If you put something on the internet, on a forum, on Twitter, on whatever, you know, other people have access to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I've been talking about this stuff now, like till I'm blue in the face. I've been talking about this. We've talked about this several times. Absolutely. But I can even remember growing up, seeing things that were kind of messed up about like even MySpace. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, top eight. Mm-hmm. What a fucked up concept yeah. to teach children. Yeah, that was the first time that, that I can remember feeling, you know, feeling the effects of social media as if right? I was on one of my friends' top eights or if I was like number five. Or if they cut you <laughs> off. Yeah, or like, if they cut you off. And yeah. they didn't say anything. Yeah. I'm I'm not even speaking from experience because I, I swear to God I can't remember a specific instance where that like affected me or I knew about it, but I'm just, I'm looking back on that and I'm like, Ooh, even, even Google probably wouldn't want people to do that. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Cause they, they want to, they don't want to alienate anybody. I'm looking at, at James right now. He's over in the corner of the room. Did you have MySpace? Do you, did you even know what it was? Do you know anything about it? I don't think I'd even heard of it. It was the yeah. proto Facebook, but now it's for music, right? Oh yeah. Isn't I don't know if it's music on it? specifically, but I know Go it's ahead, Tara. Tara. I remember specifically 
the uh, the way you were able to customize your page mm-hmm. if you knew coding. That was cool. And so I remember we that would was go specifically online teaching you a skill. And we would yeah we would try to copy and paste the code, and then if it looked like all jacked up, is like oh shit okay well where do I fix this? Mm-hmm. And so like I just remember that like we had a big thing on how your page looked mm-hmm. and if it didn't look good or have good music on it mm-hmm. then whatever yeah i mean all that without coding though yeah like it was just, just like and music and stuff like that yeah that part was part like part of the myspace interface but at least putting a background like i know you know yeah, like a you background could, you photo could yeah you could, you could do themes and you had to specifically pull in like you could paste the code somewhere yeah. on the site it's yeah like, oh Which I argue that that is a skill, you know, that is you're learning how to how to do something, which is fine. That had nothing. I mean, yeah, it was like the cooler your page was that was like made you feel good for other people, which is like, you know, maybe a bad thing. But at the same time, you're trying to become a better. Yeah person that's not really like a better judgment thing i remember too uh you could tell if someone was going through like an emo phase because their music would suddenly change from like some kind of like i don't know it's like some upbeat like song and then they are playing like some three days grace nirvana or something that's like all like angsty teeny is like oh oh they broke up like oh he's Mm -hmm. not he's not in her top five anymore oh my god he's not number one I argue that I I had one of the first um, Drake songs that he ever put out uh, called Replacement Girl. It was him and Trey songs. And this was way before anybody knew that Drake was like a rapper. This was very, very early on. Uh, And I put it on like pretty close after a breakup with no intent. But every one of my friends came to me and they were like, you have a replacement girl for your girlfriend, for your ex-girlfriend? And I was like... No, God damn it! I just like the yeah. song. Like, I can remember going through a, a. I don't know why I have a specific combination of my background and song at one point. I don't know why. Comic Sans. No, <laughs> I was. Uh, that was AIM. I went through a certain phase that I won't disclose, but I had on my background was like a a picture of Ludacris. Mm. Uh, like with, with with his fresh liney mm-hmm. as, as it as it was referred to, and uh, was it around we, chicken and beer era? I, I have no idea. It probably would have actually been a, a little bit after that. I, I don't know. Leather so soft, oh, yeah. Lil Wayne. Yeah, and it's, I look back on that stuff. I'm just like in hell <laughs> thinking about it. But everybody else was retarded at that age too. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So I I know this is a quick episode. I'm I'm glad we got to touch upon it, but um. I think my biggest theme is just just take action and I, and I think that we've I've said this probably several times on several episodes to just delete one just delete one today see if you can do it and I can almost guarantee you you're going to feel better. Yeah, and it's really cool uh Tristan Harris we we actually I can't remember which episode it was. I'll put it in the footnotes of the episode. I, I always do that whenever I forget, but um the I talked about variable schedule reward and it was a big think video or something like that on YouTube. And Tristan Harris talked about the slot machine and yeah, yeah, where yeah. the pulling down comes from. Yeah. And literally I remember how you it telling me that same guy. Yeah. And we talked about it and I have it in the episode footnotes of whenever that one was. But so it, it was really cool seeing his face again in, in a much bigger, wider audience. And, it's it's even wild to me. I even think to myself, like, wow, it's surprising that a company like Netflix would carry this. Mm-hmm. Now, Netflix isn't a social media, but 
That's an entertainment service. Exactly. Different. And, and actually, I give credit to Netflix because they carry stuff all over the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people get up in arms about one particular thing. Like, I I know people who canceled it because they had a, a show or a movie that depicted Jesus as gay or something like that. And, like, yeah, I, I'm not into that. I don't support that. But, you know, what I do support is the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say and do whatever the fuck you want. And if you want to cancel it because you don't like that, cool. Otherwise, like, who gives a shit? And um, I'm, I know I said earlier that Reddit was a social media, but I use Reddit for the entertainment purposes. I don't go on and argue with people, so I'm keeping Reddit. I'm not deleting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll just my. But, but Instagram soon. I have I have nothing, and I have texting and pocket tanks on my phone, <laughs> and it's it's incredible. You should probably downgrade your phone then. I, I really should. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I need an iPhone for pocket tanks, which makes me furious. But maybe I can just keep. Maybe get an iPad. I guess I could, but I need. And then just get a flip me. phone. I have to have it with me everywhere. Simon will kill himself mm-hmm. if I quit pocket tanks. <laughs> I, I, so I don't know. Hey, how much money have you taken from Simon and pocket tanks? More than I lost to you in Smash. <laughs> okay, tonight, there we go for sure. <laughs> so Simon, you're basically indirectly paying Spitter right now. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate your money. Uh, we'll see you guys after the wedding, and uh, we'll, I'm we'll sure have a, we're gonna have an episode. Yeah, about we'll that. have a catch up on. We're that. gonna have an episode about your wedding, and we're gonna have an episode about my ailment. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Bye.